0: contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. Hey, we're going to have an ask for you at the end of the show. We want you to leave us a review, tell us how we're doing. I'm sure by now you're getting tired of hearing Eric talk so much. Let us know about that too, so we can maybe put a gag order on him. I don't know. Listen, we want to ask you to share with us with other contractors so that they can get value out of it and help them in their business. Also, we want to let you know about our free Facebook group. If you You haven't heard us say it a hundred times already. We got a free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. There's lots of great conversations happening in there, lots of great tips, and that's something you might want to check out. And if you want to take your business to the next level, put more profit and get more freedom in your business, check out our paid coaching group called the Profit Club. We have weekly training calls, weekly uh, coaching calls, calls with industry experts, all kinds of things happening in there to uh, up your game and your business. So check that out, uh, hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. So let's get to the show now. We're going to be talking about three things that cost you the sale. These aren't the only three things. They're just three things we're just going to focus on today.
1: This could be like 20 podcasts Absolutely. long. Yeah,
0: Wouldn't you yeah I'm sure there's more than three, but we're going to focus on specifically three today.
1: You know, I can I can talk with such authority on these three freaking topics right now.
0: Guess. Um, I'm gonna say because you've done them all. Because I've
1: been, I was real good at these three things. That you were lost expert, you're expert. At, at these yes, things. I was so good at these three things that it would blow your mind.
0: Well, what are they? Let's let's lay out the three, and then we'll dive into them.
1: Okay, so the three. If you just want them all, you want to just give them all at once. Like you want to hang them on for a minute. What if they get the three and they just like okay, I'll right, cool, we'll just done. pick the
0: first one. then. All right,
1: no, never mind. I'll just give it to them because you told me to, tell, to give it to them. All right,
0: all right. Give so it to look,
1: self promotion. Tech Talk and assumptions. Those are the three we're going to talk about. We're going to dive into them right now. Let's start out with self-promotion, Brad. Tell me all about you your business. How long you've been doing it? How many awards you won, and you know how tall you are?
0: Yeah, well, Mr. Customer, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I mean we we're a uh, better business bureau, a plus uh, plus 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 rated business. and uh, we have tons of reviews. Uh, lots of testimonials. I have five pages full of recommendations I can give you if you want. And I mean, we've just won all kinds of awards, industry expert. I mean, just the list goes on and on and on. So if you don't hire us, then you're pretty much stupid. Yep.
1: That's a, you. like you almost used my total word track from my sales for 10 years.
0: That is that is my sales technique. Is that, what's wrong with that?
1: <laughs> uh, your sales technique sucks. No, really, but let's let's talk about this. In the past, like an old school way, that was probably a good way to like set the stage because there wasn't social media. But the problem is we've talked about it before. A lot of a lot of contractors today were brought up in the industry by old school contractors that still use that technique. But new school doesn't necessarily need that anymore. Self promotion is kind of out the door because they've already vetted you. They've already. They've already done the social proofing on that we, we said once a thousand times but it's really important because contractors still make the stake the mistake day in and day out.
0: I, re- I you know the old um, before the internet and really not even the internet before social media what did, what did every contractor do They show up to the job or to, I'm sorry to the prospects house and they have a three ring binder right? with the little laminated sleeves that you put photos and pictures down in there. And they have, you know, pictures of all of the projects that they've done, like 20 different projects. And they have five or six handwritten testimonial letters from their customers. Like it's a portfolio, right? Like that's how they did it. They showed up with this binder. You
1: never had had to do that, did you? I did do that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I literally, that's how I used to do it. Going with the portfolio, walk in, do, 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 do. And then you have to promote, like you have to self-promote. But I mean, we don't have to do that anymore. Dude, this reminds me of a story. I don't remember the exact story because I'm probably going to screw it up. But there was a woman in a kitchen and she was doing a a particular style, like doing something in the kitchen, right? And then someone was like, hey, why do you do it that way? She's like, I don't know. I've always done it this way. Like my mom told me. And then she's like, I got to find this out. So she went to her mom and she's like, hey mom, why do we always do it like this in the kitchen? And she's like, well, that's just the way we always do it. That's how my mom told me. And so they're like, we got to catch grandma and find out why this happened, right? So they go in and ask grandma, like, why do you do this? And she's like, oh, because we didn't have very much money and that's how we overcame some certain things and that's why we do it the way we do. And so like, we don't need to do it that way anymore.
0: Exactly. But you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, bro.
1: I'm not comparing myself to like grandma and grandpa. I'm not that old. I mean, I'm getting pretty old, but literally, that's that's the philosophy of of the way some of the contractors do it. And they have to like wake up, smell the roses, and go like, wow, I got an Instagram page. I have you know a lot of reviews that people check on anyways, and I have all these things in line, and people can check me out. So I don't really have to do that unless. People say, hey, well, can you tell me about how long you've been in business and some some you know accolades that you might have that help me understand who you are? Then then you can kind of lean into it a little bit, right? But it just doesn't have to be done anymore.
0: Yeah, but Eric, I'm just not getting on that face page thing. I mean, that thing's stupid. That I'm not getting on there. I'm not doing all that Twitter and all that stuff. Like that's just nobody's on there. I'm not gonna mess with that stuff.
1: Well, listen, I'm not gonna say you can't you can't be in business and get get it done, right? But you know, it's not scaling. I mean, I don't imagine anyone who has that mentality even knows what a freaking podcast is, so they're not listening. So, But that is the old school philosophy and mentality. But, but you know, I want to talk about this for a second. I know some contractors, you know those guys that are like, they're one-uppers? You know, like, they're one-uppers. You know what I'm talking about, right?
0: Yeah, I do that. I'm a one-upper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I
0: one-up you all the time.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you... you 12 inch up me all the time. You're 12 inches taller than I am. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but that's the one upper mentality is like, if someone's like, oh yeah, you know, I went skiing in, in, um, you know, big bear this year. And they're like, well, I went skiing in, you know, Colorado and Utah and California this year. Like, okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? Have you ever seen seen a contractor do that to their client? It's freaking hilarious. It's so funny.
0: I think it's sad, actually.
1: I think it's hilarious. I mean, because it's so, it's so stupefying. But there are one-uppers that are contractors that one-up their clients. And that's probably why they lose a lot of sales. I bet you their closing rate would go up if they'd stop one-upping their customers in a call. I mean, it's, it's legitimate. People screw this up all the time.
0: It'd go up if they just shut their mouth.
1: Right. And they'd listen. That's the problem. One-uppers usually do all the talking. Yeah. That like interrupts you okay. to like, oh yeah, well, I, you know, I did this.
0: Yeah. I, if I said, Eric, what's, uh, what kind of cabinet are you wanting in the bathroom? Like are you wanting painted or stained?
1: Well, you know, I've been thinking about both. I thought about stained, but I think painting is going to be better for...
0: No, you definitely you know, want to go with stain. I've been doing this a long time and staining is the one you want to go with for sure. But my wife kind of likes the paint. So I was just
1: thinking... Um, it's
0: like it gets dirty. I mean, it's hard to clean. I mean, stain is just elegant, and that's just going to go well with everything in there. So, definitely want to go with the stain cabinet. Well,
1: but the, my last house had stain, and like it just seemed dark in there. I'm kind of worried about it being too dark.
0: Well, you can do a lighter stain. That's not a problem. You know, but stain is elegant. It's timeless. I mean, you definitely want to do stain. I'd stay away from pain. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, so this is going to lead us right into tech talk. Because a, a lot of times, th- I think this is a perfect segue into Tech Talk because Tech Talk's not, you think of computers and like iPhones and Androids or whatever you use, Brad? We, I actually use an iPhone, Brad.
0: No, I'll never use an iPhone. Mm.
1: All right. Well, now our customers really know who
0: is who. Between if you the- live in California, you have to use an iPhone. I mean, that's like, <laughs> there's no question about that.
1: So you're saying if I move to Indiana, I'm going to have to get rid of my iPhone? Yeah. I'll well, never move into Indiana. I'll tell you that right now. Look, 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 the segue to tech talk, and it's not it's not about tech technician computer stuff. It's about technical aspects of scope of work, like just how Brad was saying. It's like, hey, well, I recommend that you do the stain instead of the paint because of this, because of that, because of whatever, or vice versa. You might you're going to have other contractors that are leaning towards paint, and they don't want to do the stain. And you know what's really really funny, Brad, is. The reason that they're leaning in those directions might be purely because, hey, my guys aren't that good at paint. They're really good at stain. Or I think I make more money at stain instead of paint. And I like stain personally. Like I think about this with the waterfall guys all the time. Like I'm gonna build the waterfall the way I want it, the way I like it. But it doesn't matter what they want. Right. And they get all technical, like technician stuff. That's what I meant, technician.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, there's a crossover. I mean, the self-promotion is like where I was going with the cabinet was like, I, you should listen to my opinion because I'm the best, right? I know better than you. It doesn't matter what you want. I know better than you. And so that, that it does carry over a little bit in the technical. I think the main reason why we geek out on or nerd out, whatever word you want to use, tech out, is because we we don't feel like we're the subject matter experts. And so the way we prove that we are the subject matter experts is by actually talking more about it. It's we're filling in the you know we add words to make it seem like we know more. True, that's that's an
1: interesting perspective I hadn't thought about, but I can definitely see that happening for sure.
0: But you can also geek out, you know. If I said, Eric, so what kind of I mean, do you guys use a like a like a pond scammer in the ponds, or how does how does the water like how does it get filtered?
1: Yeah, and then you can go down a total rabbit hole right there.
0: But see, what's okay, it- you missed the you missed the cue. I wanted you to check out on me.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, start over. Sorry, I apologize. We're role-playing. So,
0: do you guys have like a filter or something in the pond? Like, how does that work? Yeah,
1: we actually have a skimmer. I actually invented it. I have a patent on it and everything. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a patent. And um, we've been... I did it in 2012. And we, we sold them across the nation. And people really like them. They're easy to maintain. And it's like takes care of the surface of the water. Like when wind blows and the debris falls in the pond, it comes over and it sucks it right up and then you'll be able to just clean it super, super easy.
0: I don't think you did a very good job, Eric. <laughs> what, was I, what was I supposed to do? You're supposed to tell me like how many gallons per minute it does <laughs> and what the horsepower pump and all that crap. That's teching out. That's geeking out on them.
1: So shit. See, there's a the problem is I don't even know how to tech out. I don't do it anymore.
0: Exactly. Okay. You Once <laughs> you stop doing it, you like learn how to, you like, Forget how to even do it. Okay, okay. Let me go back into it. Okay, so yeah, the
1: skimmers that we have, they're super killer. They're powerful. I mean, uh, normal skimmers on the market, they only have about you know, an eight foot of diameter that they can actually pull water from. But the skimmer that, that I invented actually pulls 12 to 14 feet. And with a couple of jets that we strategically place in the pond, we can get you know we can even create better influence there. We can do flow rates from you know twenty two hundred gallons an hour to eight thousand gallons an hour, and we can like we can really design what whatever we want to about around, around the whole pond from this particular skimmer. That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked.
0: <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Nor does it influence my decision whatsoever.
1: Uh, this is not how I thought I saw this podcast going down.
0: <laughs> that's that's what they do. That's exactly what people do, right? They start talking about all the stuff that you know. Now, there's obviously there's if if you get a C personality and he's asking you those questions, then you want to answer them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they say, "Well, what's the flow rate?" You give them the flow rate. You don't tell them everything else. You don't have to add everything else to it. Yeah. Or better yet, you could say, that's an interesting question. Most people don't know what that means. What makes you ask?
1: Right. I was going to kind of take us down that road and then talk to people about what that means. Because, hey, well, what, what kind of windows are you using when you redo this kitchen and you put the windows in there? Like, What, what kind of windows do you use?
0: Oh, we use top of the line vinyl, uh, low E, argon gas filled oh, triple pain. But What brand is it? Is there a certain brand you use? Are we role playing, or are we asking me a serious question?
1: No, we're role playing. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, we we use Anderson. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, Anderson's not really. It's kind of. I'm kind of against that brand actually, because they're. Um, yeah.
0: Well, Anderson's the best. I mean, that's why we install them because they're the best.
1: Well, I was I was hoping to use Pella because I have stocks in Pella and I don't have stocks in Anderson. So, I was hoping that you could use Pella. Is that cool? Yeah,
0: Pella's Pella's going out of business soon, man. They're they're not going out of business. Ter- their customer service is terrible. I mean, you definitely <laughs> want to go with Anderson. This is so screwed up. We can't even
1: role play wrong. This is not cool. <laughs> no, but that that would be the thing. And it'd be like, hey, what what brand do you use? That's a great question. That's interesting. Why do you ask? Because, you know, you might find out some information. But you you go so deep into the tech talk, like, oh, I'm gonna tell them all about the brand that I use and how long I've been using them and how I'm their top installer and da da da, da right? They, may, they might have a really particular reason they're asking that question if you don't like kind of pause and think about it and understand why they're asking the question, you might just run into tech talk because you think that that's what they want. And they really don't want it. They don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Some clients will. And when you realize who that client is, then you can kind of dive into that. And, and that's when I just go like, hey, Brad, I, I'd love to give you as much information you want about the skimmer and the flow rates and all the technical stuff about it. But, you know, it, you know and then you can and if they go, yeah, I want that, then you can dive deep into that technical part of, of your job, whether it's a window or a skimmer or the type of wood that they want used on their place, right? But I think most contractors have the... They just... They assume that they want the technical stuff and they just dive into it.
0: That's because they think that they're hiring... The, the, con- the, 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 the customer's hiring them or the contractor because they're the uh, expert. And so... It's not possible that the customer could actually know, you know, enough information, as much information as they do. Like some contractors, it's not possible for them to actually, you know, a customer to go actually do research and find out, you know, the flow rate and the pond and skimmers and which one's the best and all that stuff. Like they just don't think they do that. And so they got to, they got to share their dominance by how much they know. Again, a lot of times that comes from nervousness, especially if, if you're not very good at talking with people. Then that comes into where you start talking a lot because you kind of have a nervousness about you know what you're saying, and so you end up talking more, which sounds counterintuitive, but that's actually what ends up happening.
1: For sure, and and most people, not just contractors, but people don't like to that that void of of um, conversation. They don't like that silence, and so people will technically lean into that silence and talk because they feel like they got to fill the void and so that's that's all the contractors understand is to like lean into technical stuff and and make themselves it goes back to self-promotion if i talk about enough technical stuff it's self-promoting me and how smart i look and that's actually what i did when we were doing that first original role play i went into self-promotion mode instead of the deep technical top So, like, I was just going the wrong way. I went back into, oh, it's my patent. I've been doing it for this long. I'm this good. I'm that good. Instead of going, oh, well, cool. You know, the thing's 36 inches tall. It's tiny footprint, 19 inches in diameter. But, 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 like, going into that technical stuff. So, I I screwed that up and I just realized that.
0: But... Do you... Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, well, I think think they cross over quite a bit. I mean, self-promotion and tech talk, you know, they cross over quite a bit on stuff. But a lot of times with tech talk... Like if they ha- if a customer has a question of like as far as windows go do you recommend low e or is that really like not important then give them an answer give an opinion yeah yeah I would I would definitely recommend low e it does help with your energy cost but that's it I'm not saying yeah I would do low e and you might even look at argon because that's another option and then this and get triple pane like I'm not going it's not a it's not a, a opportunity for me to just keep diarrhea of the mouth and keep talking like i'm answering their question and then i'm stopping yeah now if they ask me two or three tech questions in a row you know do you recommend low e what about triple pane what about vinyl versus wood they start asking me all these questions then i may ask like it seems like you're you know really concerned about the the window and all the components of it you know is, can i send you some literature on it that may help you or whatever. Like I may try to figure out what's going on there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And dude, this is really cool. This this The cool thing
1: about this podcast, like, like if only two people listen to this and they stop it early because we screwed up our role play, then that's cool. But what really is the benefit of this podcast as it comes out is talking about selling past yes. And that's one of the tools of the trade I think we should need to talk about in the Profit Club and like kind of build on that. But it's what's really horrible is when a contractor really has the, the prospect on the hook and they're ready to buy and they don't even realize it. And they're still tech talking and that that's selling past yes. It's like, Hey, I just want to buy, but you're too busy. Just keep telling me about how cool you are and how technical you are and how smart you are and how long you've been doing it, what size screws you use. And the other contractors only use this size screw and the on and on and on. It's like, dude, listen, just, I, I just want to buy. Okay. Just like, shut up. And like, what's next? You know, I don't want to hear that anymore. It happens a lot.
0: This, this is funny story. It happened yesterday. My painter, which, which is a female, but she, we had a, we gave an estimate on a door an old, really, really old brown top door with has like those little, like you see in castle it has like a little doors in the middle that you can open up, you know, and, and stick your head in there. And it's got like this real wrought iron. I mean, it's a it's a, awesome door. It's a beautiful door and it's, it's faded. And so we were going to stain it. And I gave the cut the customer an estimate and my painter does all my painting estimates because she just started working for me about four months ago and I'm not a painter. So I kind of rely on her for the estimating, but long story. We give the estimate to the customer and he had a question about, you know, was it just the front? Are you just doing the outside or are you doing the inside? And I asked her, and I messaged her and I said, Hey, on video chat. And I was like, Hey, are we, You know, what are we doing? And she she starts going into like the whole process about why it's going to take so long. I got to sand it. I got to do one coat of sand and literally starts telling me the entire process of how she's going to stain the store. Now, I mean, she's a contractor. She's, you know, she's have her own business too. And so she's explaining this whole thing to me. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't give a crap how the process that you're using. (laughs) <laughs> all I needed to know was the answer to my question, which is, are you doing the front? or Are you doing the outside and the inside or just the outside? And so that because she's a contractor, she went into, this is why, this is the whole process and why it takes so long.
1: I mean, that's that's part of assumptions, right? I mean, that's the last one we were talking about. And I kind of was leading into assumptions uh, a couple minutes ago when I was talking about what contractors are doing wrong. They're assuming things. But um, that's exactly it. She just assumed that you needed a bunch of information when it should have just been like, "Hey, we're doing both sides, or you know, we're we're only doing the outside." Did you have a different idea? Was there other information you needed? Exactly. That's it. Yeah, it's done. Oh, I, I think he wants more information. How long is it going to take? And they, she probably went all technical. What size sandpaper? Wait, technical. What kind of sandpaper are you using? We use three different <laughs> sizes because we got to go rough to get the old finish off and then we start to grade it down so it's super smooth like a baby's bottom and blah blah ba ba
0: Dude, the, the, the worst thing about it was the video app that we were using like it was timing out. And so it was like, well, the first thing we got to do is sand it and then it would time out for like three minutes. And so it took me like 15 minutes of trying to listen to her message which was really only like a 45 second message, but it had to wait 15 minutes for her to like stop talking. So I could reply to her and say, I don't care about all that. Just, <laughs> just get it
1: done. So that, that goes back to the selling pass. Yes, as well, I think you were, you were like segueing into talking more about that. The story is like, hey, okay, it's going to be, you know, 900 bucks to paint the door. Great. That's cool. You're going to refinish it and everything. Are we doing the inside and the out or just the, the outside? You know, I just want to know. And then all of a sudden she's wasting 15 minutes of my life going over I'm just like oh I don't want to listen to this girl I don't want to listen to this lady I just need to know inside or out d personality comes out hard and I just want to know
0: well it's not even deep personality it's I'm the business owner and I need I need decisions right I got I need de- I need not decisions I need answers I need information so I can make decisions and I don't need to know all the information I just need to know critical information
1: well yeah in your case with her it is but like as the prospect the homeowner it's like if they're like, okay, cool, I'm good with the 900, that's cool. Are we doing the inside and out or just the outside? I just want a yes or no. And they could dive so, deep into technical.
0: And this, this leads to the third uh, thing, which is making assumptions, right? Which you said, she probably made an assumption that I wanted to know all the information. And so that's the third thing that contractors are terrible at, is that is making assumptions.
1: Assumptions is long. You know the old famous saying, if you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Everyone knows that, right? Or is it just because I'm old?
0: I think everyone ma- I think you make an ass out of your- everyone else.
1: I I make an ass out of myself all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that's right. That's that's the same.
1: Okay, ass. But I mean, literally that's that's the whole, the whole thing. I mean, I always remember that. They take they circle the ass and they underline the you and they circle the me, right? It's amazing. Hopefully like mm-hmm. one person will learn that for the first time ever on our show. Um <laughs> I doubt it, but people assume a lot of things. And so this is going to tie into understanding the why. I mean, this podcast was really when Brad and I were kind of talking, about. it's like contractors really screw up the why. And I think they screw up the why because they talk about themselves too much and they get into the technical talk too much and they make a lot of assumptions. And then like you've wasted a bunch of time, whether it's over the phone or in person, and you don't understand or have any inclination as to why the customer really truly needs the project done and which is super critical and important to know. And so we're just making too many assumptions. I should—I mean, I used to all the time. And so we really have to have some self-awareness to overcome you know, all three of these, but especially assumptions.
0: All right, let's do a little... We've done this once before. I'm going to do some rapid fire stuff. And you, we can go back and forth on this. So... I'm going to say something, which is that something that a typical customer would say, and then I want you to tell me, like, give me an assumption of what you think based on what I said.
1: I hope I don't fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, ready? Yeah. Do you do free estimates? Yes. You just... <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to tell me what the your assumption... <laughs>
1: I don't know if I can do this. I, I've programmed myself to not make assumptions. You didn't even, make assumptions. You didn't even prep me for this. I screwed this all up, Brad. Great.
0: All right. Do you do free estimates? What's the assumption that you have when you hear that as a contractor?
1: The assumption is the, the person's cheap and they're getting a bunch of estimates.
0: All right. Cool.
1: Okay. You go. Um, how long have you been in business?
0: Yeah. They. I'm, I'm assuming they think that I'm not capable of doing the job
1: okay i i understand where we're going now this is this, i think this is helpful this is good yeah i think i can get better so at
0: this i i uh we're getting ready to list our house
1: wait i screwed this up again
0: oh what's your, what's your assumption if i okay. say yo yeah, hey eric we're getting ready to list our house
1: okay i know where this is going i know where this is going this person's going to be cheap they want it as cheap as possible
0: well, uh, it could be. Or they could be like on a time crunch. I mean, that would be an assumption like they need it done yesterday. Well, well I mean, that's, that's a good assumption as well. We're getting
1: ready to list the house, but I'm like, oh, this person doesn't want to spend any money. They, they, yeah. They're dumping it. This is not their forever home. Right. But I mean, these, these are important assumptions. You can't assume that because they might want to like really make it amazing and raise the value of the house.
0: Right. Okay. So, what, what, you got one for me?
1: Um, How long does a project like this typically take?
0: Uh, My assumption is that they, or an assumption could be that they, uh, you know, are wanting it done as soon as possible. Like quickly, like they don't want, they, they don't want us at their house for very long. You know what I mean? Like they want to try and work weekends and nights and all that stuff. So, So, no, this is good. Let's dive into this one a little more.
1: If I said, hey, how long does a project like this typically take? And your your, you your your assumption was like they want it done fast, right?
0: Yeah, like they 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 think that they have an assumption of like it should only take so long. Like they watched a TV show HGTV and it should they should be able to remodel their kitchen in five days. True. And so I'm thinking like they have unrealistic timeframes. That's the word I was trying to get out. Right. My assumption is they have unrealistic timeframes.
1: Well, I might th- be thinking it's longer, and I'm like, hey, I don't want this to interrupt the holidays. So, I want well, that too so am I going to get it done before the holiday or after the holiday? so I mean I guess that's kind of a
0: related yeah. to time of year, right? yeah, maybe it's not a question, but maybe it like comes in through a lead or an email or whatever, and it's like <clears throat> they say you know something effective i'm a I'm an elderly person, and I need help with my pond mm-hmm. What assumptions might you have with that
1: um my assumption would be like, hey, I can probably set them up for, for maintenance. And I, would jump, I mean, that's kind of jumping to conclusions, right? Like, hey, like this, I should probably tell them my maintenance package. When they just want to know, to, they want to teach their son how to do it. Like, can you? I want to make sure my son can know how to do it. Can you teach him? Or grandson or something.
0: Right, my assumption a lot of times if these aren't things that I actually assume, but in the past I have assumed these things. Like you mm-hmm. said, we don't we don't assume anything anymore. But sometimes contractors and and I've, I'm saying from my own experience when I when I'm talking to an elderly person, or if I know it's an elderly person, I may think that they're going to be cheap. You know, they're on fixed income. Sure, sure. They're used to only paying you know forty seven cents per gallon of gas, and like that's their reference <laughs> of what things cost.
1: Right, right. What else? This doesn't seem that rapid fire to me.
0: This is not like rapid fire. That's because you keep past. slowing it down and screwing it all up. Okay, give me another one. I might be out.
1: If you would have given me <laughs> a little bit of warning, and this is really spontaneous, so I'm not ready. That's
0: the whole point. I don't want you to prepare for it. All right. That's good enough. So making assumptions. Why is it important not to make assumptions other than making an ass out of you and me? Like what's the main reason for not making an assumption?
1: Well, again, people are jumping to conclusions and now now this is kind of coming full circle around. So like if someone's going to, you know, hey, I'm trying to get my house on the market. Um, I'd like to get this project done. Can we talk about it? If you're jumping to conclusions that, hey, they're going to get it, they want to get it done real fast and they don't have a lot of money. You know, if you were just saying, if if you would say like um, this, that's a great question. Why do you ask? They might just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put on our our house on the market next spring," and I was hoping that we could dump some money into the landscape to really bring the value up of the home, and um, I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, there's there's a really that's polar opposites of what you assumed, and that stuff does happen, right? So, yeah. so that that would be a really good example of what we were just you know talking about the rapid fire that was kind of slow fire, but that's that's a good example of how things are assumed, and you shouldn't make these assumptions. You just got to ask. Well, when they ask you questions, like you want to understand why they're asking these questions. It's not always what you think.
0: I've I've been. I mean, I can't tell you how, like dozens and dozens and dozens of time where I've made an assumption about something, and I I, I for me it's kind of a game. Like a lot of times I'll get off a call. I'll, I'll do a discovery call. And I'll get off the call and my office manager's sitting there and I'll say, yeah, we're never going to get that job. Like it's, you know, I'm, it's almost like a game, like I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, they'll call back and I got the job. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. I, I miscalled that one. And so you, got, you just got to be careful. Like a, a couple of other things that just popped in my mind, Eric, is like sometimes certain zip codes right? Like you you get an online lead and it's in a certain zip code. You're like, yeah, these people are not going to be able to afford me. Right. Or, oh, this is in a really, really good zip code. I'm going to be able to make a ton of money on this job.
1: That's a great assumption because dude, I've done multiple pawns for people in really poor zip codes. But you know, it's interesting that like you just make the assumption immediately, you get the address and you're like, oh, this is the wrong side of the tracks or whatever. Right but the couple's literally lived there for 55 years the house right. is paid for they're both retired they both have great you know retirement plans but it's not like they're like hey this is the only house we know we raised our kids here we love this place and so they're going to stay no matter what they're going to rough it out and they have the money to do it but so i've made that assumption in the past for sure and now i have multiple ponds on the wrong side of the tracks at the same, at one house and they paid me you know a premium to do it so, and then on, on the flip side of that, you get to like, oh my gosh, this house. What, dude, one of the people in our in our in the profit club hit me up about that the other day. They're like, hey, I made an assumption. I there was this really crazy house. I threw out this high anchor, ninety thousand dollars, and they almost choked. And they're like, whoa, well, we were thinking thirty grand? And he was like, oh, oh, like trying to like figure out what to do now, right? Because he made an assumption. He's like. You know, and luckily, through some of his training, he was able to like navigate through and like figure out how he screwed up and he's still he's still learning right, but it was really cool that he had that self awareness right, so he's gonna have a better understanding of his assumption now and he'll he'll do his training and use different brackets to kind of help figure out what their number is instead of just blurting out a high anchor
0: yeah, absolutely i mean that's we've been on I've been on that too where you 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 really can't assume price. I mean, that's, it doesn't matter if it's that they're too cheap or they, that that they have lots of money. You really can't assume any price whatsoever with anybody based on any factor. I mean, one other one that I always get a lot is oh I own an investment property. I'm like, oh great, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. You know. I'm like, you're not looking for a professional. You're actually looking for the meth head down the street, the guy with the with the pickup truck. That's who you want.
1: Yeah, you and I have talked about that. I I want to share um I because we still look at, we're contractors, we're entrepreneurs, we use our gut on a lot of things. So I want to make sure that we're really clear on this. I think understanding your gut and, and coming back and going, I don't think I'm going to get that job. And then like preserving that on a shelf and then you don't get the job and you go like, well, I was right on that. Let me, like, let me take that data and, and like log it, how it went, whatever happened, where they're from, you know, and have that data. And so it makes your gut instinct better and better. And so I want to make sure that people don't view that as an assumption, right? That's just being self-aware. Self-awareness is important. I did a live uh, sales call with a client from six hours from my headquarters that showed up at the ranch. We went through a whole discovery call sitting out on a picnic table. It was really quite fun. I gave them a range. I had no idea what they wanted to spend. Pond's 20 years old. They, They bought it 20 years ago. And so I was like, okay, they have no idea what the new numbers are gonna cost. They probably played dirt cheap back then. So I'm, making, I'm, I'm not making assumptions, but I'm just being aware of things, right? So, anyways, what, what I ended up doing is I, I gave them a, a range between 35,000 and 50,000 is where we're probably gonna land. And they, they had stone cold poker face. Like, sometimes you can give a number and then they go, like they go, especially in person, they might go, mm, okay, all right. You know, like you get that sense, like, okay, they're okay with the number. They're not stressed out about it at all. And they were just stone cold, like in the middle. And I was like, are they scared? Are they excited? Do they want to hire me? I hope this is not too long, but the next, they spent the night locally and I took them to see a couple of ponds the next day. And they were like all ooh and on. I still didn't know where they wanted to land. And then, so... I was like, hey, is it cool if we talk about the next step? And they said, yes. And I said, it's a site visit. They said, okay. And I said, it would probably be important to know kind of where you want to land before I come up there. Uh, You don't have to you know, mention that, but it kind of gives me a sense of where you want to land. Because if it's a low number, and I went into this whole thing, I'm not going to go too deep on that. They're like, we're not afraid of the high number. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I think I think we should set up a meeting and go out there. It was a lot more detailed than that. But when I was there, they were so stone cold, I didn't know where to go. And I was assuming like, well, I'm still on deck. I just don't know which direction it's going to go. And I just kind of wrote it out. And they went with a high number. So it's super cool. But if I would have really made an assumption, uh, it could have gone south on me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but see... uh, I guess I was trying to give you self-awareness because when I, when I put that data on the shelf, I was self-aware. It's was like, okay, I don't know where this is going to land. I, I didn't come in at it like, oh, I'm never going to get this job. Or I wasn't like, oh, they're gonna, they want to spend the 50. No problem. I was like, I'm not sure where this is going to land. And I didn't make an assumption one way or the other. I just was able to communicate with them well enough to go like, hey, look, I want to provide the best possible service to you as possible when I drive six hours, right? So that's, that's I didn't assume anything
0: fair enough. So we've identified the three not the three, but three things that will cost you the sale. But we what we didn't do, Eric, and I want to do it real quick, is we didn't like explain what they should do. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about what you shouldn't do, but we didn't really explain like what you should do. And so basically on tech talk, it's pretty simple, just don't do it. Like you don't need to talk about all the bells and whistles and all the features and all that. If they ask you, answer their question and that's it. But don't do it. It doesn't make you sound any better. It doesn't make you sound more appealing, it doesn't make you sound like an expert. A lot of times it actually makes you it I would say more times than not, especially if you have diarrhea of the mouth, it actually will cost you the sale. I mean, like they it will it will literally cost you the sale because they're like, I don't want to talk to this, I don't want to hire this guy.
1: Yeah, I'll take you take your sale past yes, that like we talked about and then like I don't even want this guy in my house. Every time he talks, you know, waste a waste half a half an hour of time, for sure. Right?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And as far as the self promotion goes, it's it's really not necessary. I mean, with a simple like, "Hey, was, would it be cool if you just tell me how you found out about our business?" You know, they, they were going to tell you. I saw a truck. I saw this. I got a great review from your friend, and from my friend that you built the the water feature for, did the remodel for. They said you're amazing. I can't wait to work with you. Then then. You already know they have this great sense. You don't have to talk about yourself anymore. They don't want to hear it. They've already vetted you.
0: Yeah, if they ask you, hey, are you licensed, bonded, insured? Yeah, I, I sure am. Is that important to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's yeah, like... Simple. It. And then to a certain degree, you have to make some assumptions. You know what I'm saying? But you can't use the... You can't let the assumption dictate what you're going to do. I don't know if that that makes sense or not.
1: Well, the assumption one got weird on me, and I know I went a little long on it, but it's like there's a difference between making an assumption, like our rapid fire, the slow fire, and self-awareness. You have to be self-aware to make your gut get better on, on when you're doing these things. But you just can't assume that they don't have the money. You can't assume that they have a bunch of money. You can't assume anything on timelines or anything like that. You just have to ask calibrated questions and ask them to let them give you the information.
0: I agree with that. I mean, I, I, like I said, I like to do it as a game. I, I'll make assumptions based as a, as a game for myself, but I don't let those assumptions like dictate how I have the conversation whatsoever.
1: Sound enough. Sound enough. I think we did it, except we didn't do the rapid fire. We went slow fire. I talked too much about...
0: Oh, geez. You, you literally did all three things that we said we shouldn't do in the podcast. <laughs> All right. Let's end it there, Eric. Take us out of here.
1: Hey, thank you so much for checking us out today. The podcast is important to us. I hope uh, you are enjoying it as much as we're enjoying recording it. You know, you can make the world a better place by sharing this podcast with some contractor friends of yours. Just help them get on track. Help them get make some right decisions and become better contractors so we can create better experiences for all of our prospects and clients. Thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next time.